Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Hello, hello, my friend. What is going on? Welcome to the podcast. Recently, I heard about a study done on some redwood trees where they injected them with a chemical that was similar to adrenaline so they wouldn't go into hibernation. Redwoods normally live for hundreds of years, but the trees in the study all died within one year because they didn't have a season of wintering. When I heard this, my mind immediately went to the way we do this kind of thing to ourselves. We may not be injecting anything, but we sure seem to have the idea that we are never supposed to slow down or rest or hibernate. And if or when we do, we usually justify it when we're speaking to other people about it. Do we actually expect ourselves to be in a constant state of spring, of growth and productivity, to to always be blooming, always producing, and always hustling? In nature, winter is a time for conserving energy, uh, a time for replenishing the soil and preparing for the next season. It's the rhythm of ramping up and slowing down. It's necessary for sustainment. And people have natural rhythms and cycles too. Just like the redwood trees had their balance disrupted and they couldn't sustain themselves, your natural rhythms and balance can be thrown off too. And that's going to lead to things like less joy, less peace, less productivity, less creativity, and a whole lot less satisfaction and zest for life. Do you remember when you had zest for life? I bet it was when you were getting enough rest. We need periods of rest and recovery. Need. Not that it would be cool to have. Not justified after we earned it. Need. As in necessary. Can't thrive without it. Can't feel fulfilled without it. Can't increase your overall good health and mental fitness without it. In episode 14, called Holiday Breakaway, I talked to you about feeling overwhelmed during the holidays and how to reduce the anxiety and the feelings of obligation that tend to take over. And in that episode, I gave you the one thing you need to shake things up in the best way possible during the holiday season. If you're new to the podcast or you can't remember what that one thing is, I invite you to go back and give episode 14 a listen. Honestly, I believe it's the one thing you need in order to have peace every day of your life, not just during the holidays, but you can decide if that's true for you after you hear it. And I'm diving back into this topic today because at the time I'm writing this, stores have already started putting up holiday decor. Y'all, it's the beginning of October. This is going to air later, but still it's the beginning of October. Pretty soon commercials will have phrases like this holiday season and I want to jump in here because you might not be conscientious of the pressure, but your brain is, and it nags at you to do over-the-top extra things that are wonderful, but steal your joy because you're doing too much, and you're not resting and truly getting to enjoy the season. You might have too much adrenaline and need to release some of it. 
And the season starts with Halloween in October, and it sweeps right on through to the end of December. But instead of slowing down and catching our breath, the new year rolls in. And, you know, people get excited about the idea of a fresh start. And they think they can just launch into diet and exercise mode. Probably because in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, our diet and exercise were the first things we threw out the window when we got overwhelmed with everything we wanted to do or felt pressured to do. So when is your personal winter? When do you slow the pace down so the soil of your mind can replenish and you can conserve energy and prepare for the next season? When do you actively choose to slow down the timing of your rhythm? And to take it a little deeper, let me ask you, what are your parameters for what you'll participate in and how you decide which things that'll be? What's your threshold for how much of yourself you give away and to whom? And what do you do to make sure your priorities are prioritized? You know, when I first started coaching, I would only take on two, three clients at, at the max. I felt taking on more than that in my inexperience, it might cause me to give less than my very best to my clients. And I've been coaching for almost two years now, so I can handle more than two or three clients, but I still put a cap on how many I will work with at one time. It's because I know the level of service I want to give them, and I won't negotiate with that. I have to work in rest, even if I want to keep working, even if I feel pulled, like, yeah, I can do more, I can do more. I can do a little more, but I cannot give it all away. I can't do too much. I have to have a rhythm. Creating a life you love, one of peace and joy and productivity, things that you get excited about and look forward to, all boils down to two choices you have to make. The first is what you believe about the value of your contribution in the world. And the second is the choice you have to make about how you prioritize your time. You don't want to get to the end of your life and realize you spent your days doing things and worrying about things that really didn't matter to you. And in the big scheme of things, maybe didn't even matter at all. You want to know you had an impact There might be other people who do the things you do, but nobody does them the way you do. Nobody else has your flair, your touch, or can do them with love in the same way you do. So when you know your unique fingerprint contributes to the world in such an impactful, special way, then you understand why you have to be more mindful about how you live your life and what you accept. Do you give anyone and everyone open access to you on a first-come, first-serve basis until, well, basically all the blocks on your calendar are filled, and then sometimes even then you keep giving, keep doing? Do you try to aim for serving and taking care of the people who mean the most to you and doing the things that are most important and then end up filling in the time that's left with mm, basically whatever comes your way? If you said yes and you feel overwhelmed and maybe out of control with your schedule more often than you want, maybe you need to change your beliefs about the value of your time. You don't have to be a CEO in order to manage your life like a CEO. Life's precious and finite. We don't know how many tomorrows we're going to get. So why aren't we living today in a way that aligns with that knowledge? What percentage of your days would you say are given to meaningful activities versus non-meaningful activities.
And how would you define meaningful activities? Do you consider sleep and resting and having downtime a meaningful activity? And if not, why not? What about those things seems unworthy of your efforts and your attention? You know, back in the day, I used to tell Moose all the time that I was going to sleep when I was dead because I had too much to do in the here and now. But the truth is, I was chasing enoughness. I was trying to be enough by doing enough. And by doing enough, I mean I was trying to do everything. Do you think there are any activities that are a gray area? There are for me, you know, clutter and dishes and laundry They are not as important to me or as meaningful as hanging out with my people or doing stuff with my people. But having a clean house is very important to me. And I'm not talking about making it spotless or anything like that. But I mean that it has to be clean enough to not add negative feelings or stress. Cleaning clutter, doing dishes, and washing the laundry go from being non-meaningful activities to meaningful activities when doing them brings peace and calm to my mind and my life. I would encourage you to take some time to reflect on this and make adjustments because this is a really worthy endeavor of your time. And without doing it, you might find yourself stuck in repetitive patterns that you don't enjoy. If you feel like you're constantly in hustle mode, maybe you need to put on your CEO hat and make some changes. And you don't have to be militant about it. You don't have to do everything at once. But prioritize the things that are a full hell yes from you. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So remove it. Or if you can't remove it, push it to the bottom of the list. And spoiler alert, being a happy, well-rested, full of zest person, that should be a hell yes from you, my friend. Having a rhythm and knowing your seasons is vital to your happiness and your good health. Do things that make you feel a sense of purpose and fulfillment, even if other people don't or they don't understand or agree with you. And if you need to, get the one thing you need that's in episode 14. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Corey Mascara. He's a former monk, and he says, Take your rest as seriously as you take your work. Investment in your self-care pays dividends in all aspects of your life. Unwind to unleash. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.